And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. Foundation Hour at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. How you doing, Mr. Adia Hayden? Good morning. I am doing well. Also coming to you from the phone this morning. How are you? Super fantastic and grateful as usual. Not so for at least 12 families in Chicago. Quite a few shootings over this past weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's unfortunate to hear about, um, you yeah, violence and a city as a factor in many major cities, and it's, always, it's not great to hear about it, you know, happening in your own backyard. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is uh, the 12 people shot two fatally in Chicago. I, I don't know what the number is, but I'm certainly – I'm optimistic. That's the word I'm going to use, optimistic, that um, we as a city uh, are going to be able to do those things that help um, younger people appreciate um, the quality of life. I I think I may have made this comment on the air uh, some time ago, driving through Washington Park. There was a sign that said something like, Choose Life. And I, I thought it was profound that that sign needed to be in communities where it is. But I also think it's profound that for years, um, administrations in the city of Chicago have not given two quarters to black lives, to brown lives, um, and to poor white lives. Let's call it what it is. Uh, the 10th Ward uh, continues to be in the city of Chicago. Um, an abandoned place. Um, not so much now. We we know that the current mayor um, at least has it on his agenda to change the quality of life in the worst communities. But don't talk to me about choosing life when you don't give black, brown, and poor white folks opportunities to be successful. Did I miss something here? No, and it's not even the violence is not limited to certain communities. Like, yes, we know that uh, communities that have been historically deprived of resources uh, tend to have higher rates of violence. But unfortunately, we also um, experienced Friday two teenagers were leaving their high school and were fatally shot in the loop. In the loop. Um, And so sometimes the violence from communities spreads to schools and after school, and that's just extremely unfortunate as well. you know, but, you know, it's not limited to just those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I'm mindful of a, a study by a white behavioral scientist who had two groups of rats. One group of rats he put into a very large and spacious cage. They literally had more than one room as opposed to one hamster wheel. They had good food. The rat penthouse. The rat penthouse. They had good food, not rat pellets. So they had space and good food. So when they had behavioral challenges, they wouldn't fight each other. They would go off into an isolation, self-isolation, until they calmed down and then they would return to the rat group. And these rats were placed in front of a maze. They had the intellectual capacity to navigate the maze. Conversely, there was another group of rats that lived on top of each other. They had pellets for food as opposed to good food, and they didn't clean the cages. These rats were violent towards one another. They fought and bit each other. And when they came to the maze, they could not navigate the maze. So the, the same behavior, scientists put the strips. He put the rats that were historically in the dirty cage into the clean spacious cages and the rats from the clean cages into the small cramped cages. What do you find? That were in the clean spacious environment navigated the dad blame maze correctly, and the rats that did it correctly before, but were now moved to this tightly cramped space, living on top of one another in dirty, squalid conditions, they were the ones that could not navigate the maze. It seems to me we're going to continue to have these kinds of challenges in communities until we decide 
that all communities deserve clean air, deserve clean water, deserve clean spaces, deserve opportunities to be successful until we can make equity and the quality of life just the aesthetic. We're going to have these kinds of problems, and that is just the science of life. That's my humble opinion from the uh, this is the JD section because I don't have a GED. The D.L. Hughley always says from the GED section, right? So I, I can't yeah. call Mr. Hughley um, because I, I have a JD. I, I don't have a. You have your own journey. GED. <laughs> we do have our own journey. On the program today, our guest is Marietta Sparopoulos, which rhymes with Metropolis. Um, she's no stranger to the show. Um, she has something different going on than the last time she joined us. But welcome to the My Community Plan Foundation. I'm Marianne Sparopoulos. Marianne, are you there? Hello. 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 How are you? Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Okay. Excellent. Welcome what would we do without show. technology? <laughs> um, what would we do without technology? Um, well, first of all, welcome back to the show. Let's start with that. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, question, what would we do without technology? Hmm. I think it's a good question. We've always, had, we've always had some form of technology. I would argue the Neanderthals, technology for them was a stick. <laughs> a wheel, you know, things have eventually evolved past the wheel, and now we use the wheel within our electronic technology, but at this stage, yeah, we are pretty heavily uh, reliant on our electronic technology, and if that ever went dark, who knows where we would be. Well, uh, you are absolutely um, right. So here, here's the, here is the $64,000 question. That number should be extended. Uh, can either of the two of you dress an animal? In the night, I can. Yes, I can. Could you repeat that question? I, I can't hear you. Can you dress an animal? Hold can you dress an animal? I'm just give the background because <laughs> it's time to take a pause for the cause. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour, and we'll be right back after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at CookCountyAssessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. To the show. Welcome back. 
with us today, we have Mariana Sparopoulos. Um, for all of you that rhymes with Metropolis, uh, you got it. There is Sparopoulos. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you. So Thank you for having me on the show. You, oh, it's my pleasure to have you on the show. Um, before we left for the commercial break, we were talking about dressing an animal. Let's, let's close that off. Have you ever dressed an animal? you ever hunt at all? No. I don't. What? Not, not that I can recall. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never uh, gone after, gone get a deer and gone after thumper? I remember the first time I shot Thumper uh, and dressed him. I think um, my oldest child was kind of crying, and I was like, what are you crying for? You shot Thumper. What? This is just a rabbit, man. Yeah, no, it's Thumper, dad, dad, dad. Yeah. But I, I would argue that if you don't teach your children how to hunt, um, then as uh, D.A. Hayden pointed out, that you definitely need all the electricity you can get. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your vegetarian and hunting is not really a thing. Um, okay. Uh, it looks like we're going to have to have that conversation as a theme for a program in the near future. Um, <laughs> uh, what you got going on? So I'm running for clerk of the circuit court of Cook County. Okay, so you are running to be the clerk, um, which is the lead administrator of the second largest, oh, probably, is this the largest unified court system in the world? In the United States. There's one larger than this? Somewhere. I'll find it for you on the next show. <laughs> yeah, how American-centric of you to think that we would have this largest just because of that. Um, well, Los Angeles is larger, but it's a diversified system. It's not unified. So Cook County is all unified and under one system, so we're the largest in the nation. Yeah, I, I tend to think um, – you don't know this about me, Marianne. I used to serve – as a law librarian for the county of Cook. I did not know that. In fact, I managed, I, I did every, everything from chief of branch services to fiscal uh, librarian, librarian to uh, disciplinarian. Uh, yeah, I, I did it often. How long, how long did you do that? I served in that role for 16 years. Oh. And then I answered my calling and said goodbye. Um, but yes, yes. So I can tell you from a, um, a a position of one who likes knowledge. And that that came up kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to suggest that Dean uh, Hayden or Marianne Scarpulous um, has a disdain for knowledge because they're pretty smart people. Uh, but let's get back to the show. <laughs> I think it is the largest unified court system on the planet. Um, Chicago is one of those communities that has uh, multiple uh, nuances in, in that space, and the law library is just one of them. Um, and the court system is yet another. So help me understand what motivates you to take on this journey. Well, I am in a... Like first, let's look at what the court system does. Um, it's the record keeper for um, our judicial system. So basically, if you're filing documentation, every every law, every case has a has a file. Um, the court, the clerk of the circuit court, is the record keeper of that. You're going to file documents for a lawsuit. That paperwork needs to get to the right place at the right time and have all of the documents in that file that correspond to your case. Um, so there's case management um, and there's people management because there's uh, for around 1,400 employees in that office. Um, and all of that needs to be coordinated to make sure that justice is, is running smoothly. So it's sort of the support uh, department um, for our judicial system. Um, 
I, I've been an attorney for 25 years, serving as an assistant state's attorney as well as uh, on the defense side. Um, and I was a hearing officer for the state, so I have knowledge of our, our legal system. But I've also been in government. Um, at the Water Reclamation District, I've been elected three times, and I've served as a president and chair, chairman of finance at that agency. So I have knowledge of government, a countywide agency, um, and management on that level. I'm, I'm combining these two experiences to take on this office because there, there's dysfunction in this office right now. Um, so, you know, and I, I, I got I to I stop you for a second because I think you're going a little too fast. You've done some pretty marvelous things, um, and your, your work has gotten the attention of, of some pretty significant and interesting people. For example, um, I think Chicago Teachers Union has endorsed you, as well as the Teamsters Union has endorsed you. These are not, you know, fly-by-night endorsements. And they're endorsing you because there's something about your journey that encourages confidence in them that they have in you. So let's not go too fast. When you were with the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, you weren't just on the district. You started to leave that district, didn't you? That's correct. I was the president for two terms. Um, I was also the chairman of finance which uh, for a billion-dollar agency. And I'm currently a trustee on the pension board. Uh, I've been there for over 10 years. I, I'm still a commissioner at the Water Reclamation District. So, God willing, I win this race for clerk. Um, then the governor makes an appointment to fill my vacancy at the Water Reclamation District. Let's talk about but, the Water Reclamation District for a quick second. Because you, okay. you're not just a placeholder. You, your journey has never been that of a placeholder. In fact, there's something that you led... Um, green infrastructure at the Water Reclamation District that has to do with disinfecting Chicago's waterways. That's an yeah, I've... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, bow or it's just an important uh, hashtag in your journey. Yes. I, I've initiated a few uh, programs at the, at the district, and one of the things I've, I've uh, strongly pushed is for us to use more green infrastructure. Um, and for your listeners that might not know what green infrastructure is, it's capturing stormwater where it, where it lands. Um, for example, a permeable pavement somewhere, you know, having more use more of more grass. Um, you can use rain barrels. You can use a lot of different tools to basically capture that stormwater. So with climate change, we're going to have more and more, um, you know, more and more rain, and we're, we're feeling that, like, particularly the last couple of days. Um, so we need to be more, as an agency and as, as a community, be a little more adept to using more of that green infrastructure instead of relying on the, the traditional um, pipes and uh, reservoirs, although those play a role as well. But green infrastructure is going to play a more significant role coming up. And what would be the benefit? What would be the benefit of that green infrastructure? So, is it that we're able to capture water and immediately treat it to turn it into drinking drinking water? Is it that it might help with flooding? Because we know, and we've had representatives from FEMA as well as um, at the county level discuss like the flooding issues that we've experienced here. So can you talk a little bit about, like, the community benefit of that green infrastructure? Um, sure. Um, I will uh, put my commissioner hat on for, uh, for this. Um, uh, so green infrastructure is basically capturing stormwater where it hits. Um, in the past, we, um, as, as a community, have dealt with flooding issues uh, by the traditional methods of just, you know, building more pipes, um, a more pipe system and more reservoirs to hold the water. But because we've got so much intense rain um, hitting us, we have to be able to have smaller projects um, such as uh, installing permeable pavement, um, bioswales, uh, putting more rain barrels, green roofs, uh, having more open space to capture that stormwater. Um, and communities 
can have more of those smaller projects uh, benefiting them than having to have all the water go down to a reservoir. Um, so it can lessen the amount of flooding that you have in a community. So that's but, really important, and that's why I didn't want you to gloss over that, because your work in the Metropolitan uh, Reclamation Water Reclamation District is significant. On this program, you may recall, we always ask elected officials who are running for a, a higher office, a different office, to show us receipts. And you walk in the door with receipts. And I cannot just gloss over them because they made the lives of folks in the district significantly better. Um, but there is a challenge, and there are multiple challenges, in the clerk of the court office. One of them being um, the old Chicago thing called pay to pay. What is going on with that? Please tell me. <laughs> well, you may have seen the most recent um, article of the Tribune. Um, regarding the current um, holder of the clerk's office, where there's a significant pay-to-play. Um, you know, in short, I mean, it was a long article because there was a lot of, uh, lot of information there. But basically, the clerk is using her staff as her political, um, political campaign. She's giving her employees raises. Um, then asking those people to make donations to her campaign, um, which she's gotten thousands of dollars uh, from her employees. And then there's also pressure on her employees to circulate her petitions um, to help her with that. And, you know, basically people are saying that they felt that they didn't have any choice in the matter, that they, they really had to um, participate in this political process, otherwise their jobs were uh, under threat. Um, it was sort of an, un, you know, oftentimes an unspoken thing, but uh, they did feel that sort of that unspoken pressure to participate and, and help um, her get on the ballot. So, so what you know, the are you Tribune going to do differently? Excuse what me? What are you going to do differently? What are you going to do differently? <laughs> well, when I, you know, during my time at the Water Reclamation District, I've been about transparency and ethics. I introduced the inspector general um, to make sure that we have another set of eyes looking at what we do uh, and also to give people an opportunity to talk about if they see wrongdoing, they should feel free, free to report that um, and not feel any kind of um, threat to their job. So I want to make sure that we have that same oversight at the clerk. I tell you what, we are listening to music in the background which you may recall, tells us it's time to take a pause for the cause. Uh, but I want to get a, at least a couple more minutes with you on the other side of the, of the break, if you don't mind. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We've got Mariana Frasilis with us, and she's got just a bit more to share after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi. My name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. 
Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mike Mini Plans Foundation Hour. We have with us on the line um, Mariana Sparopoulos, who is running to be clerk of Cook County Circuit Court. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. Morning, everybody. Yes, and, uh, we know you do have to depart with us soon. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we gave you some space and time to, you know, give us a quick statement of why you, why should folks come out and vote for you, and then how we can get engaged with your campaign. Is there a website? Is there a phone number? Um, give us some, some candidate statements. Well, thank you again for having me on the show. Um, I just want to let people know, you know, the clerk's office is often looked over and people don't realize what a huge impact this office can have. Um, but just think about this, that if your documentation for, in the court system is not at the right place in the right time, it can have an impact on custody. It can have an impact on evictions. Um, people can lose their livelihood um, and, you know, child support payments. And there's real deficiencies. There's a dysfunction in the office right now. Um, the leadership is lacking, and we need to make this, uh, this system work. You don't know what a judge or a jury is going to do, but you should be able to rely on your paperwork being at the right place at the right time. Um, and so um, let's not, you know, um, think that this office isn't important. Our property tax, our taxes are paying for this office. There's 1,400 employees. I've been endorsed by the union that represents over three-quarters of the employees in that office. They are not endorsing the incumbent. Um, and I have the background to run uh, and, and make this office work. I've been the head of a countywide agency at the MWRD, um, and I've been an attorney. So I bring that legal experience. I bring the government experience. And I want to... Um, make sure that we've got ethics and transparency. I want there to be ethical training uh, by the employees. Um, I want to make sure the technology works. As we know, we're very reliant on technology. We've got to make it work for everybody. Um, people need to be notified about when their case is up. They shouldn't have to, re- have to run to a website to find out when their next court date is. Um, and I am also working with community groups to bring the court system to communities to help people file their paperwork um, where you you would be able to, um, you know, go to uh, the first Monday of every month. You're able to go to this community group. We would work with pro bono legal clinics to help you file your paperwork and help you navigate a system that can be very intimidating for many people. So let's well, bring change go, to this office. Favor. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Can you close it out? Go ahead. I was just saying, let's make this, this um, let's make this work for everybody. My website is citizensformariana.com. Uh, uh, feel free to go to my website. I'm on all social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and reach out to us if you'd like to get involved in the campaign, and let's make this change together. Is there a phone number anyone could call? Um, yes. Um, you can reach 312-456-8005. Um, feel free to call, leave a message um, if we're, you know, on another line, and we will get back to you immediately. Um, just remember Mariana Sparopoulos for Clerk of the Circuit Court of Cook County. My punch number is 92. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we'll have you back on the show before Voting begins in March. Can you come back? Absolutely. Appreciate you. Enjoy the balance of the day. I know you got multiple stops. It's a big office, but you can do it. So run. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day, everybody, and thanks for this opportunity. Our our pleasure. Our pleasure. In the queue, we have a consistent voice 
uh, in uh, on our radio programs on all the MCP stuff. Uh, in fact, we call him the Lion of Cook County. He is the representative of the 7th District in Illinois at the United States House of Representatives. Clap your hands, watch you please, and say hello to Congressman Danny Davis. <laughs> Congressman? Yes, sir. How are you doing? I remain super fantastic and grateful. How about yourself? Well, I am doing all right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue that. Go ahead. I'm up in Adams. I had a wonderful day yesterday. Look forward to a great day today. And, um, well, this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> Let's be glad you're on set. Good, good, good. I'm resembling that remark. I oh, am resembling me. that remark. What yeah, are you it's, it's, Well, it's a good season. It, it's the political season in Illinois, in Cook County. And, of course, people are all greatly engaged, involved, and we're trying to make sure that people come out to vote, that people come out and participate, come out and be a part. You know, and sometimes when it's almost a one-party kind of situation, many people, most people in Illinois are Democrats. And so some people want as if a Democrat. That's okay with that. <laughs> but there are some even in Democrats. <laughs> so you got to kind of decide which one. Now, I'm, I'm running for election myself. There are four other people in my race. Means that okay. there are five of us. So the voters will have a great deal of choice. I mean, they got five people. They can select one of those. And so they just kind of look at the vibe. But I'm going to be one of them because I've had a long career, I guess, doing public service work. Politics, and we've managed to get a lot of good things done. But um, you know, we only have to wait. The youngest show, and we got to keep pressing on, pressing on, pressing on. I think I had about seven or eight events yesterday, so I kept losing my voice. Up. We don't want you to lose that voice. That voice is the lion of Cook County. So no, we don't. We don't want you to lose that voice. You know, one thing, Congressman, I got to ask you, or even perhaps make a, uh, a statement that might be modestly rhetorical, and, and that is, seniority in the House of Representatives is important. It's important. Um, well, you know, what is it? Serious. Serious times in our country, in our world, as a matter of fact. We have war going on in different places. We have an immigration crisis. Of course, we always have a big problem trying to generate revenue and raise the money that we need to operate. I'm fortunate to serve on the Ways and Means Committee, which is considered by most analysts to be the most influential committee in the House of Representatives. Not only am I on that committee, but I also have seniority on the committee. 
I'm one of the six, seven top senior people, and I serve as the ranking member of one of the. Oh, really? Yeah. What that really means is that I am the the voice, if you will, or the lead voice on the committee that deals with workers and family support. So we have jurisdiction over things like TANF, um, technical health, the media standards. We have jurisdiction over what do we do about homelessness among young people. What do we do for foster kids? What do we do in some instances, period? And so, you know, we passed some incredible tax credits three years ago that reduced poverty of children. Yes, I remember that. And it was great. Oh, it, it, we, we talk about it every chance we get. Because we we want people to know about it. Now we actually passed another child tax credit bill out of committee a couple of weeks ago. But that bill and we wouldn't likely vote on it in the next week. That bill will not do half of what the bill that we passed. That the Democrats passed. It didn't even come close. And, and it won't come close. It's going to pass, though, more than likely, because okay. it does do something. It's going to help Can you help our listening audience with why that is? Like, why in our American um, legislative system? where we could be doing so much good in one bill that it, you know, gets tweaked and maybe watered down so that the original intent um, is not the same. Well, the idea of passing a tax credit bill that affects children has been around for more than 20 years. So it's been pushed. Since the Democrats did one, the Republicans decided that they would do one also. So they took it. <laughs> Congressman Davis, Congressman Davis, music playing in the background. Music playing in the background. That's telling us to take a pause for the cause. We'll take a short pause for the cause because we've got the line of Cook County. He is the United States representative of the other seven district. Congressman Danny Davis will be with us after this station break. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kagey, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, 
Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. The Mike Main Plan Foundation Hour. We've got a. He, he's not really a guest. He is a consistent voice, not only on our program, but uh, throughout the county. Indeed, I would argue, as a ranking member in the United States House of Representatives. Um, he's doing all of us justice and doing us proud. He is Congressman Danny K. Davis. Congressman Davis, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you, indeed. As I was about to say, it's the same concept, but structured differently. And so this deal is going to give a big tax cut once again to the wealthiest people and the wealthiest corporations in America. That's kind of what Ways and Means does is decide how to generate money to pay for whatever it is that we're talking about. I don't care what it is that we're talking about. It has to be paid for, and we figure out how to do that. Now, you can help a great deal, or you can help not as much. And I think this bill is going to pass because it does help some, but it does not even come close to the bill that we passed for the 2021 year, where individuals and families were able to get either $300 a month every month, depending on, on the age of their children, and if they were under five, it was three hundred dollars a month. If they was oversized and under seventeen, it was two hundred and fifty. People got this money. It, it actually helped millions of children and families and reduced child poverty by fifty percent. So we won't be able to duplicate that, but we, we will keep struggling and we will continue to fight because there's a serious effort on the part of former President Trump and Trumpeteers, I call them, of people who support him to turn back the clock to reduce all of these supportive programs for low and moderate income people in this country and, and, and buoy up the help to the wealthiest people in the country. And of course, I oppose that, and most Democrats oppose that. You know, Congressman, I, I don't want to spend too much time on Mr. Trump, but I think I think some things bear repeating and never forgetting the never forgetting to remind the American voting population, the voting folk who don't go to the polls, need to understand how important this upcoming election is. It is extremely important. In fact, if you wonder how important it is, just look at the Supreme Court and look at how they are rolling back right particularly rights of women. Let's focus on the rights of women. Now, clearly, your entire tenure in Congress, it seems to have been focused on not just people, but helping people. For example, we're talking about your, uh, you, you had a bill that helped, um, I'm going blank, but it had to do with low-income and veteran students 
in college? Uh, let me tell you, we, we provided, and I, the two commercials that I just heard that dealt with taxation in a way and dealt with tax credit. Of course, we are strong supporters of Medicare in all of its forms. The Republicans just, I don't know, they try hard to reduce the effectiveness of these great society programs, many of them, are programs that have been ushered in by Democrats. Now, I don't spend a lot of time just talking about Trump, but Trump is not just a single entity. Uh, Trump is the voice of those who believe that government should be so restrictive and that government should be basically just reduced to being the policeman of society as opposed to government making use of its ability to really help those in need. And those who have the most need ought to get the most help. And that's not what the Republicans want to do. That's not what Donald Trump is about. It's interesting because when you think of the Homestead Act from years ago, that was the government helping white males, helping white males create what we now know to be legacy wealth, generational wealth. And the foundations of the middle class today. And they raised the issue consistently. I mean, people talk about the problem with, with, with family inheritance that, hey, you know, our family has had this for 100 years and you shouldn't be taxing us because our family got a thousand acres of land. <laughs> I, I mean, the argument is sometimes totally ridiculous, but the struggle as we say, look to continue. The struggle goes on. But this is a pivotal year. I mean, we, 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 we can't assume that at the end of 2024, if we don't watch ourselves, all of this progress that people have worked to try and generate, like the ability of women to make a decision relative to their reproductive health, or the ability to usher in new approaches to treatment for some of the diseases like a sickle cell and and mm-hmm. others. And and Republicans and I don't know if it's right or difference between the two. They're all the same. That is just not factual. That is not true. That that is not real. That is expressing some notion that came from somewhere. There have always been differences, and there always will be differences. And you have to decide this day which direction you will go. Of course, it's Sunday, and I remember in the Bible, the individual said, decide for yourself this day. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> yeah. With me and my house, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take the right road as opposed to the left road. Are we going to take the highway rather than the low way. And and, and we've got to do that. We can't let it go by. Because if we do, then it's going to be woe unto us. Uh, Listen, I I tell you what, uh, it's it's always good to have Joshua 24, 14, and 15 
Um, choose who you will serve. Um, broken up on this radio program. We appreciate you for that. Um, Congressman, you are running for re-election uh, to continue your story journey as the representative of the 7th District of Illinois and the United States House of Representatives. Um, you do come with receipts. It seems every turn you are sponsoring legislation to continue things for the well-being of families, for the well-being of workers, for the well-being of students throughout the country, not just in the 7th Congressional District. And for that, sir, we not only humbly take off our hat and say thank you, but we roll up our sleeves and do as Karen Yarbrough, the clerk of the county of Cook, says, reminding ourselves democracy is not a spectator sport. Roll up your sleeves and get in the race. But before you get up out of here, give us two or three action items for those who are listening to you right now. Well, individuals can decide, and they got to know that they have the power. And you don't have to do much. You just have to decide and then go out and vote and know that the national approach is just as important as the local what you do. And so don't do your part. Yeah, you have to run for these offices when election time comes. And yes, you got to go out and convince people. But I do agree that I have been on the battlefield for a good while. And I'm still on the battlefield. And you can call it what the song says, working for the Lord, but also working for the people. And that's there what you we go. We were able to make sure that the people in the penitentiary got an economic stimulus check. That was a part of my work. We got 20 more seconds to go. I want to thank you for joining us in the morning. I'm looking forward to having you back on our platform sometime soon. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. That was and will be Congressman Danny K. Davis. He's got two more years to serve. We want to have every inch of them for the betterment of our community. See you next week. Have a fantastic, great day.